listen to the best of the church's music for the Advent season at LutheranPublicRadio.org. Sacred music for the Advent season. LutheranPublicRadio.org. We go to Trader Joe's and workout classes on the weekends. We're dinks. We get into snobby hobbies like skiing and golfing. We're dinks. We can go to Florida on a whim. We're dinks. We're already planning our European vacation next year. Dinks. We get a full eight hours of sleep and sometimes more. (laughs) We're dinks. We get desserts and appetizers at restaurants. We're dinks. We can play with other kids and give them back. (laughs) We're dinks. We still do it three times a week. We're dinks. We spend our discretionary income on $8 lattes. (laughs) We're dinks. We max out our 401ks, Roth IRAs, and HSAs. We're dinks. We don't use our kids or dog as an excuse to leave a party. We just leave. (laughs) That's an example of a dink video. Dual income, no kids. I have seen a few of them. I always wonder, yes, yes, enjoy it now, but who will hold your hand when you're on your deathbed? No kids means no kids, no grandkids, no great-grandkids either. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. Coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. Joy Pullman joins us to talk about virtual videos of dual-income, no-kid couples. Then we'll discuss the Christian struggle against vice and for virtue with Dr. Michael Fieberkorn, author of the new book, Battle of the Soul, Luther Reforms Vice and Virtue. Then... Pastor Don Stein joins us to discuss the biblical canon. Joy Pullman is executive editor of The Federalist, author of the book The Education Invasion, and a recent column titled Those Dink Videos Are Making Me So Glad We Have Six Kids. Joy, welcome. Thanks for having me, Todd. So tell us about these viral videos from double-income, no-kids couples. Well, most of them seem to be appearing on TikTok under a related hashtag, but multiple ones of them have gotten 2 million likes. <laughs> so they've gone really explosively viral. And so, you know, I, I looked at a couple of these. They are being passed around by people. And what you mostly see that made me a little curious as well as kind of wondering, you know, what else you got here? They mostly, you know, are just basically saying we go shop at Costco and we go to Trader Joe's. And we work out and we're planning our global travel vacations and we can be spontaneous and fun and also buy snacks. (laughs) That's literally what the videos say. So why do these videos make you want to have more kids? You know, as I write in my article, you know, I have six kids. We started having kids right away as soon as we got married. So all the time you think about, well, is the grass really greener? It seems like, you know, people weren't nagging at me all the time. That sounds like maybe a better life, right? I could, like they say, be more spontaneous. (laughs) Although I don't know about buying the snacks. So these people are basically selling the lifestyle choice that they have chosen. It's different from my own life path. Then you look at it and you think, I I just think, is that really all you've got? It doesn't seem like it's really not that exciting to go get snacks at Costco. I do it all the time. (laughs) And most of the things that they have to say about, you know, why their life is so much better, really, I think I've got lists of many, many things that absolutely just trump the fact that they can have spontaneous travel and buy whatever they want with all of their great income. What is the unintentional message of these double income, no kids or dink videos? 
Well, at first, I just wondered if people, honestly, maybe uh, their context is that, you know, because our world is so broken, maybe to them, they have to feel a little bit defensive even about getting married. You know, so that could be kind of a positive thing that maybe isn't one of the messages being sent, because it absolutely is really great to be married. I will give them that one. You know, you don't have to be lonely. You can really cut costs. You share a lot of your, you know, housing, for example, costs, your mortgage costs, you get better rates on your car insurance, all the rest of that. But basically, the major message of them really seems to be that material things are the most important thing in life. And we have so many of them that we're gorging ourselves on them and we love it. So to me, that's really not a super positive message because I happen to know a lot of people from all walks of life. I know people who could buy their own private yachts. I know some people, you know, who have multiple homes and all the rest. And and in the end, the age old truth really absolutely is true having more stuff does not make you happy in the long run. So I just don't think there's a lot really to envy or covet here on these folks' lifestyle. If the best they have to say about it is that they get to go and, you know, show off on Instagram their conspicuous spending that they took an overseas trip or the fact that they can buy literally, I mean, literally this was in one of the videos, the fact that they can buy Boom Chicka Pop brand popcorn at Costco, that's really not that exciting of a life in, in my book. How have the media promoted the childless lifestyle? Pretty much my entire life. And and I'm a millennial, Todd, you know, so for my entire life, it's just every Hollywood movie you watch, even advertisements, every single magazine, you know, lifestyle magazine, women's magazine, social media now, they basically cast aspersions on sacrifice, on loving other people on prioritizing truly love and sacrifice over having stuff. We have a very, very material world. And, you know, the media just wants to really encourage people to think that all there is in life is to die with the most glittery stuff. I can draw on other people's life experience. But historically speaking, you know, in in novels and obviously in the Bible and in great literature and things that have been passed down by our culture, It's true in every single age that stuff does not make you happy. Even the Beatles knew that, even though they pursued that. You know, they sang about how money can't buy you love. And that's absolutely the truth. And no matter how many cases of Boom Chicka Pop you buy at Costco and how many vacations you go on to Bali or wherever else it is that seems exotic and expensive, those sorts of things don't fill the void in your soul that really is better filled by the pillars of life, starting with your commitment to God obeying him and making sacrifice in order to do so, and your commitment to other people that is best embodied in attempting to raise a family, to grow them, and to serve people in the highest capacity that you can cultivate. Talk about the benefits of having children. I touched on that just a minute ago. I mean, I kids will push you to the edge of your abilities and then push you even farther. So if you want to grow as a person, Marriage absolutely does that, right? Because you're kind of linked to this other human being who is also a sinner, and you're going to get on each other's nerves in possibly the deepest way in life that's possible. And kids are even more true than that because, of course, marriage is to an adult. So presumably they at least have some self-control, some restraint, some politeness. Kids don't have that. You know, when they're born, you have to teach it to them. So children are possibly God's best personal training system that he assigns to people. So the media, the the world looks at that and thinks, you know, why would we ever want to suffer? That's just what kids bring to you. But first of all, they don't understand that 
kids provide a kind of, it's not pointless suffering, it's redemptive suffering that changes the essence of who you are in a better way. But also, they don't even talk about all the benefits that kids bring to your life, all the happiness, the joy that they bring, the little faces that are looking at you that love you so very much just because you're their mom or you're their dad, the spontaneity, the creative, funny, hilarious things that their brains think of. You know, one of my favorite things to do is to listen to my three and my five-year-old talking in the car. <laughs> you would be amazed at the kind of, I mean, it's, it's like my own personal talk show in the back seat there. So there's not a lot of airtime given to the indescribable joys also that kids bring along with the sacrifices that they require of you. And if people, I think if they heard more about that, you know, then they would have a more realistic and accurate picture of what family life is like, probably wouldn't be as scared of it. So how does having children benefit a marriage? You talk about in your article being married to a guy who may have experienced zero personal growth in the last 30 years. Right. So there's something about the kids that force you as a couple to work on a major project together. And again, that's going to grind your gears <laughs> many times. Your kids will be me's or mini me's of your spouse. So that includes both the good and the bad aspects of them. So they really are requiring you to move to a higher level of personal development than you can get, aside from even being married. And I do, you know, of course, always want to talk here about with compassion about people who want to have children and have been unable to have them. I know many people who fruitfully use that cross, that suffering that they have. And I actually think that there's just a difference between people who are infertile by choice and people who are infertile not by choice and wish they could have children. And there's something about the wanting to have a child that indicates and develops just that character of loving and giving to other people that we do see embodied in being a physical mother and father, but also can be done in a spiritual capacity. People who are unable to physically have children can be spiritual mothers and fathers, and I've seen many of them do that, and their love is absolutely not gone unnoticed in my life. The Dink videos promote the ability to be spontaneous, not tied down. How do you respond to that? Well, for the, I mean, if you want to be spontaneous, I really don't think you can get any more spontaneous than having a child in your life. <laughs> I mean, again, anyone who has any experience with a child, which is sadly fewer and fewer people nowadays, has realized this fact. Children, they misunderstand things. They're still forming their picture of the world. They have completely different ideas sometimes. So possibly the best way to be truly spontaneous in your life, first of all, is just even accepting the gift of a child. To most Couples who are avoiding children are purposefully avoiding them physically, you know, usually through chemical means. So that's a lack of spontaneity in your life. So people who think that they're spontaneous just because they randomly fly to Florida, they're not really spontaneous if they're not willing to accept possibly a baby showing up at not the time that they would have chosen. That's an ultimate spontaneity that you can have in your life. And I think it's really disingenuous to claim that you're spontaneous if you're not open to it within your marriage. Joy Pullman is our guest. She's executive editor of The Federalist and author of a recent column. Those Dink videos are making me so glad we have six kids. We'll talk more about the claims of the Dink videos and how she responds after this. How can conspiracy theories become a form of idolatry? 
I've written a column for the latest issues, etc., a journal titled, Yes, Elvis is Dead, But God is in His Heaven, a pastoral response to conspiracy theories. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Julie Stegemeyer writes about her path from Methodism to Lutheranism. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. You're personally invited to join Lutherans for Life and Why for Life in celebrating the theme, Just As I Am, January 14th through the 20th during Life Week 2024. Each theme day will explore a distinct aspect of life ministry through local activities, online educational events, interviews, and more. Find out more at lutheransforlife.org. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. Lutheransforlife.org. Lutheranism in the Public Square. You're listening to Issues Etc. This is Pastor Matthew Harrison, President of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The LCMS operates the second largest parochial school system in the United States. What can you expect from a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod school? There's one race, the human race. And Jesus died for the sins of every man, woman, and child from every land and every nation. Life begins at conception. All life is precious from womb to tomb. And every student, parent, and teacher is created in the very image of God. There's right and wrong, and we know which is which from the Ten Commandments. There are only two sexes, male and female, he created them. Marriage is the lifelong union of one man and one woman. There's such a thing as objective, absolute truth, and it's found in the person and work of Jesus Christ and his word. To find a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod school near you, visit lcms.org schools. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're talking about viral videos of dual-income, no-kid couples. Joy Pullman of The Federalist is our guest. Folks, you can help us educate a new generation of Lutherans by making a year-end donation to support the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. No gift is too small. You can make a secure online financial contribution at issuesetc.org. You can also donate by giving us a call, 618-223-8385. Thanks for listening, and thanks for including Issues Etc., in your year-end giving. Now, these dink videos, Joy, they boast of their ability to sleep as long as they want. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Everybody's aware that the newborns, they do need to be cared for around the clock, and that requires typically the mom, right, because I've nursed my babies. You have to feed the baby, and the babies, they don't eat like grown-ups. They have tiny stomachs. But I think that is really an overblown concern. absolutely can teach your baby how to sleep and it is actually part of the mother communicating self-regulation to the child and providing that foundation for the rest of the child's life that he is going to be building on to help him develop that skill. It's not as long or tedious as, as people make it out to be or pretend. The newborn phase is gone within three to six months and I don't know about anybody who hasn't you know, achieved anything worth achieving in life without some loss of sleep whether it's studying for finals in high school or college, whether it's working overtime at work, whether it's earning a promotion, trying to make law partner at a law firm, whatever the case is, people in those cases celebrate that they're going without sleep. It's proof of their endurance and their ability to achieve. 
And I think, why can't the same be true about having children? You're, you're sacrificing something, yeah, but you're sacrificing it in pursuit of a larger goal and absolutely, you know, sacrificing your sleep to bring new life into the world and give that new generation a foundation for the rest of their lives so they will be blessings to other people and not curses. That's absolutely something worth celebrating. Does having children prevent travel? I mean, I think the answer to that is yes and no. I didn't add this in my article. I thought of it afterwards, so, I, so I'm glad you asked this question because I realized I've spent 10, 12 years traveling around the country, and we have six children, so that's six newborns. And there's sometimes I pretty much cut off my air travel around seven months pregnant. You know, it's really uncomfortable after that point. But, you know, until then, the baby's inside my belly. He can't bother me. I get really great sleep while I'm traveling because I'm so tired from being pregnant. So it's no problem. And, the, you know, and then when the babies are born, until they start crawling around, you know, I just stick them in a pack and take them with me everywhere I go. I've taken my babies all over the country with me for work, and it's never been a problem. I've literally, you know, spoken in front of audiences of thousands of people holding my baby. Nobody has ever once complained. And people, instead, people are actually extremely supportive. So, you know, so, so I've done traveling, and that's, that's just in a professional capacity. But also, you know, my family, since I w- I've been a kid, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest of seven kids in my family. My family and my, my, my parents and I and my husband, you know, and I, we travel with our kids constantly. We're every school break, every summer, we're headed across the country. We stop at all the museums and the national parks that we can find on the way there. We all have a great time together enjoying that. And not only have the kids not been an impediment to that, but actually because of the kids, I have been pushed to explore more places because I'm trying to look for fun things for them to do. They have been a motivation for me to experience so much more in life. And yeah, there might be periods when they're very young, you know, when I'm nursing a baby, it can be trickier. But that's again, it's with the sleep at night, it's overall a very, very small impediment. People well, 50 years ago, never, ever traveled this much in their lives. They never had these kinds of opportunities. So for us to even be able to stick all our kids in our giant van and go somewhere, that's, you know, a world-class opportunity that almost nobody in the history of the world ever had, and we really enjoy it. I just wonder whether the Dink couples are doing the math, because having no children means having no grandchildren, or if you live long enough, great-grandchildren. How is the Dink lifestyle really completely short-sighted. Well, you know, I have just been emailing with someone, you know, who writes for us at The Federalist, and he has been telling me about he did not foresee that his wife's last month of her life basically required around-the-clock care because she had dementia. And so he, as a loving, you know, husband, had been taking care of her around-the-clock for all those years. But, it, you know, it's very, very tiring, very, very difficult, and leaned on his children during that time to give him a break and to give him support for being merciful and loving to his wife in her last months on earth. And so what would that man, the picture of even if you have a spouse, you know, when you're 80, 90 years old, the spouse is just as old as you are. It's very difficult for an 80 or 90 year old person to be caring for someone of the same age. What if you both have serious maladies? The folks in these videos talk about how they have fully funded retirements. They have fully funded health care plans. But fully funded doesn't always cover every single expense. It didn't for this man I was corresponding with. He had saved for retirement and still the medical bills. He's still digging out of them years later. You really never know what life is going to hold for you. 
And you can't rely on money to be a safety net. But, you know, the surest safety net in life where there are other human beings who love you, whom you've poured your whole life into, and who say, you know, look, mom grew me in her belly. She nursed me. She fed me. She wiped up after me when I was a child. I think I can take a couple months, a couple years, and serve her. You know, I absolutely owe her. And I don't think that having kids is mercenary. Obviously, you know, I'm not... I'm not growing six kids just so that they'll take care of me when I'm old. But that absolutely is a benefit that the kids provide. The end of life care, the time of age is a vulnerability for anybody. But even beyond that, in any difficulty that someone might have in life, if you have a larger family, you have a larger social safety net completely built in. People who are your blood relatives are always the people who are going to be the most concerned about and most activated to help you, whether you get cancer whether you get in a car accident, whether you face infertility, whatever other challenge that life may hold, having a larger group of people there to help you with it is always going to make it go better. And so that's what these people are depriving themselves of is through refusing to give, to pay it forward to another generation. They are also depriving themselves of someone choosing to pay it forward for them when they really need it most. In that vein, whenever I see a Dink video, I wonder... And it's just a sad thing to consider. Who will be with these couples when they're on their deathbed? Is that a serious consideration? Right. You can't take your retirement money, even if you've got all of it when you die. It doesn't go with you. <laughs> it's not going to be holding your hand. It's not going to be, you know, like I know that my friends have done for their elderly parents. And that's going to be checking that the doctor gave you the right medication or like I know that my aunt has done for her siblings. She calls her elderly siblings up. She checks on have you had your temperature checked for that fever? Or has someone made sure that you got lunch today? Who is going to be doing that for these people? And then, of course, and yeah, in your twilight years of your life, are you going to look back and say, boy, I sure had great Instagram photos? I mean, I guess if that's all you have, <laughs> that seems sad, first of all. But second of all, would it not be more meaningful, you know, if you had a grandchild's hand to hold on to, to sing hymns with you, to remember your earlier days, and to encourage you, you know, and say, Grandma, I will see you again. I can't wait. I mean, obviously, I think anyone who has half a brain and a half a heart could see that the second scenario is better. Joy Pullman is executive editor of The Federalist. She's author of the book, The Education Evasion, and a recent column, Those Dink Videos Are Making Me So Glad We Have Six Kids. You can read it at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Joy, thank you. Thanks for having me. When we come back, we'll talk about the Christian struggle against vice and for virtue with Dr. Michael Fieberkorn. Issues Etc. Book of the Month for December uses detailed illustrations and rhyming text to tell the story of Jesus' birth. It's titled, N is for Nativity. This new hardcover children's book is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or learn more about N is for Nativity at issuesetc.org. Use the ABCs from Advent to Zion to teach your children and grandchildren the Christmas story with N is for Nativity. 
The Evangelical Lutheran Church holds that it is God who raises up men to serve His Holy Bride through His office of the Holy Ministry. At Concordia University, Chicago, we prepare men to take the first step on the path by which God leads them to His pastoral office. Are you ready to take the step? I'm Dr. James Ambrose Lee, Chair of the Division of Theology at Concordia University, Chicago. Learn more about the pre-seminary program at CUC by visiting cuchicago.edu. CUChicago.edu. Your comprehensive source for information, teaching, and truth. You're listening to Issues Etc. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial A Podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now. Many educational institutions are governed by the whims of culture and are increasingly hostile to the Word of God. In contrast, Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, provides classical Lutheran education rooted in God's Word for students preschool through grade 12. Simply put, we equip students to stand firm in the faith through solid education focused on wisdom and virtue. We offer in-person instruction as well as live online classes for remote learning. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org.